This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back, everybody, to the Unofficial Elder Scrolls podcast. I'm your host, Pylon, and again, as always, we're fighting the technical difficulties boss before we get too far into the show, so hopefully you guys can all hear us now and there's no problems. I'm just going to get us checking out some things from Looks AKB. like my footage is frozen. I know, your footage is frozen uh, again. Yeah, so it's frozen again. There we go. Fix that one right, all right. away. See? Didn't even have to... Didn't even notice. So, AKB, speaking of your footage here, I see some uh, exciting different Khajiit there. What are you uh, playing? I am playing around in Elsewhere today. I am in the PTS, so I can't show the main quest because that's under NDA, but everything else is free game. So, check out that Khajiit. He's super tall. He's really good. Like, so, do we know what uh, first doc he is? I'm going to guess Palmer. He yeah, has... he's a Palmer. I believe that they said that uh, Paxna is talking them. He's awesome looking. He's very grand. Yes, and you're just in Orcrest before the uh, show decided to crash out on us. So yep. it was beautiful. There's me. So... Oh, we found <laughs> I mean, a Lara There's game. some more beautiful yep. statues over the there. There's a dragon <laughs> in the distance. So over Speaking that mountain. of the people that AKB has found, Alara, do you want to give a little introduction for everybody if anybody doesn't know who you are by now? Um, I do a little bit of everything on the UESP. I'm an admin on the forum and Discord, and I edit the wiki. And above you in our weird four-screen layout tonight, Lost <laughs> in Hyrule. I'm, as you said, Lost in Hyrule. I do editing a little bit on the wiki, and I'm a sta staff member over on the UESP Discord. So I make sure that people stay relatively friendly while we argue about things such as the Akaviri hiding in elsewhere. <laughs> Yeah, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later, too. And AKB in the middle, other than our resident uh, stream provider, what is it you are up to these days? These days, I am doing off things. <laughs> doing things I'm with the UES. Not multitasking. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Uh, I took some uh, personal time over this weekend. That was really nice. Uh but that basically amounted me to doing basically nothing at all, awesome. which is very, very enjoyable. Just relaxed. Uh, beyond that, for UESP, we held a little contest recently on our Twitter, which was super fun. Uh, everyone retweeted our tweet for a chance to win either a UESP pin or an Elsewhere coin. That already ended, but it was a nice little fun thing. So you guys are out of luck. Sorry. Yeah, it's already over, but 
It was fun. So on that note, actually, it's probably a good time to switch over to the news so that we can get talking about all the updates that have been in The Elder Scrolls this week. Oh, hey, a dragon. <laughs> oh, hey, a <laughs> dragon. So we've got a lot of news this week. Uh, it seems to be the announcement of all of the things we've been talking about for so long. Now we get to see them all this week, so it's really exciting. So, Alara, do you want to tell us some of the updates that have been in Legends so far? So, yep. Uh, last week they had the uh, Legendary Duplicate production go live. And for those of you who don't know, that's where any chance that you have to collect a legendary, whether it's in a normal pack or you know, specifically a legendary one, um, it'll wait until you have a full playset. So that's three cards for most and uh, one card for uniques for uh, that set. So, for example, for Alliance War, until you have uh, one unique or three normals, um, you'll get you'll not get duplicates. And it doesn't matter whether it's premium or not. That's so good. So that went live, yeah. That went live uh, last week, a little bit earlier than they had planned, and then today the Alliance War expansion was released. So um, I will link the patch notes in the chat. Awesome. Yeah, and we're going to talk a little bit more about the patch notes uh, when we get into the actual show topic for tonight, so mm -hmm. we don't have to spend all our time in the news segments. Um, we'll dig into it deep and see what's all changed. Um, Lost, do you want to introduce what some of the changes were to ESO this week? So in a classic case of show, don't tell, the Elsewhere PTS is now live. And we already mentioned that's what AKB is currently demonstrating poorly for us because the, uh, <laughs> the dragon fights seem to not be going his way. So they said, so, though, that there were supposed to be about eight eight players were supposed to be fighting a dragon. They shouldn't be easily soloable. Which is eh. <laughs> so we'll so. say he's either brave or foolhardy. One of the two. <laughs> or both. I'm just going to go try to find an Alphique. So in normal ESO news, so you can go in now to the PTS if you want to. If you play ESO, you can get access to the public test server and you can try out e uh, elsewhere. The only thing is that you're not supposed to be sharing information about the main quest beyond what is the mission? It's the, One of the, the very Rage first, of Dragons. Yeah. I think it's the very first quest of the main story that you're not supposed to be. Yeah, so don't talking talk about, about that. dreaming about anything. Kind of keep it quiet, keep it secret, keep it safe. But you're allowed to explore other than that and talk yeah. about it, in pictures and videos and all that good stuff. Like hunting for Elfique. Yes. There's one in Riven. Yep. At least one. I found that one. <laughs> we'll have to keep <laughs> finding more. Uh, the other sweet news is we're on week two of the Jubilee event. So that's a reminder that if you eat your piece of cake, uh, you can get two event tickets. I'm trying to remember now off the top of my head. Yeah, it's two event tickets every time you eat the cake. So you just have to summon it. Um, make sure you add that to your quick slots because it makes it a lot easier than trying to hunt for it in the collections menu. Mm -hmm. uh, so go through, add that to your quick slots, and then you just have to hit Q and then eat it, eat it, and then you get two event tickets, which is a very nice way to actually get event tickets this time. And it's... It's nice to get event tickets and then you can go do other things as well. Speaking of other things, this week's theme, I believe, or is it ending now? 
what are we ending on the 18th i believe on the 18th is this week's is the lyrist titanborn from running delves and world bosses if you do delve and world boss quests so the dailies that you can pick up you can every time you turn that in you get a chance for one up to a maximum of how many per day do you know it's um i think it's for yeah i think it's for each one that includes dlcs too yeah so there's Clockwork, Morrowind. I'd have to go through the list again to find out the Somerset. Somerset, Clockwork, Morrowind, Rothgar. Uh, Thieves Guild, Dark Brotherhood, I think. Yeah, all of them. If you do the Daily Delve and Daily World Bus, you have a chance to get Lyra's Titanborn style pages, which are pretty cool. I've opened up a couple of them and I just had a hiccup for the first time in like 10 (laughs) years. I can't remember the last time I had a hiccup. That was weird. Um, <laughs> and completely derailing the conversation. So yeah, so make sure you get in there, run your dailies. Um, and then next week, I believe, is the start of the Battleground and Alliance War, where doing PvP-style events give you access to the Abnertharm uh, outfit styles when you turn those in. Pretty cool. May I interject with uh, some hot lore fresh off the printer? Breaking news. We need a breaking boost. In the Khajiit tongue, Taagra, the word for dog, means death. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like cats and dogs make sense. I can dig it. That brings out the really scary dog that's in Canarthi's Roost, if I remember. Helps tie in that old plot thread. I wouldn't call it a plot thread. From... I thought it was if a If I'm lost remembering dog. correctly, there's a dog in a cage, and there's Khajiit that are terrified of it. Am I completely making this up, or is this a real thing? I, it sounds uh, familiar, oh yeah, but is. I feel like it's you... a mistral. Yeah, it's a mistral. I remember that. It's a terrifying yeah, was... dog. I yeah, think they, they call it like a terrifying beast or something, but it's just a dog. <laughs> yep, it's. It, I remember that. It's a mistral. Oh man, it's been look so at long me and my done. memory for obscure details. Yeah, it's been... <laughs> I completely forgot about that until you mentioned it. But yeah. I, I think I actually added those NPCs to the wiki, so I think that's how I remember it. <laughs> Awesome. And then in our other current live Elder Scrolls game, do you want to talk about the Blades news there, Lost? Yeah, so I don't remember the exact time frame on all these things, but throughout the last week, they took silver chests and they made an update so that silver chests only take one hour to open now instead of three. This has led to, I think, all of the people here no longer having chests in their inventory. <laughs> you know, I've been clearing them out. I spent last night, uh, after watching Game of Thrones, which we won't talk about at all, The I spent probably two hours running jobs trying to get a gold chest so that I could have it open while I was sleeping and then have the gold chest wait, like ready when I got up. Mm-hmm. And after two hours of doing jobs, I had like... 32 wooden chests and like 20 silver and i was just (laughs) okay i guess i'll open a silver and go to bed it was it's i think it is better for the game having the one hour timers i think it allows people to play more and not feel as if they're losing out on rewards but for my personal life i'm just kind of like oh that three hour was actually good because it matched my like cadence of work where i'd like okay i did three hours of work and then oh i've got a little break i can go in open a chest do a couple things then get back to work again so it's kind of funny that way sort of what i'm noticing as well like at first i was hitting the cap and i was a little bit annoyed yeah but then just the way it started slotting into day-to-day life i was actually maintaining or slightly decreasing my silver chest list and now it's just empty all the time yeah except for like i'll spend like 20 minutes just opening wood chests 
Ugh. over and over because I've got so many of them because they added them in as the potential jobs rewards, which mm-hmm. meant that they're much more plentiful now. But actually, other than the chest, though, I feel like I'm doing a lot better as far as like gold, uh, the amount of gold I'm getting, the amount of resources I'm getting. So I'm really actually happy and quite enjoying Blaze right now. So Yeah, and I think um, part of that, too, is just doing the jobs over and over because I found um, even before they changed the t- chest timers, I would basically keep one spot for a wooden chest and I would do jobs. And when I find a wooden chest, I'd open it and then grab that one. So I wouldn't be waiting for the silver chest to open and just be running jobs over and over. And once I discovered that that was better than just waiting for a chest, like I never really ran out of resources or anything after that. Yeah, I've kind of had the same thing. Uh, I just don't have chests anymore, which isn't the biggest problem for me because I just do the jobs that give me the resources I already wanted. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only thing with the lack of chests is I find I'm more likely to forget to go back and play. If that's like kind of like the three-hour timer was that good reminder, go back in and do stuff, go back and do stuff. The one-hour reminder is great, but if I'm not actually going to see anything because I have no chest to open, it's not giving me that prompt to keep playing. So it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose it doesn't remind you to uh, unlock a chest if you don't have any, huh? Exactly, if you don't have any to open, so. There's other things, like, it's not that's not the end of the world. That's kind of just, like, a pylon personal problems. The triple Ps, as we call them. <laughs> so, last week on the podcast, we talked about how they were intending to deal with the silver chests, and then they dealt with it. And then they've also put out a message talking about, hey, the first update went out, we're working on our next update. And the only detail I remember from that is that they're planning to take out direct purchase artifacts. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there have been deals to buy Bloodthirst, um, some... Mace of Molag Bal is one that appeared for me. Yeah, I had that one show up for me as well. And they decided they don't want their game to work that way, so they're going to be taking those out. And mm-hmm. they said, hey, if you really want to buy one, go ahead and do so now, but they're going to take away that option, and then you'll only be able to get them from the chests you open up later on. Yeah, I think that's a really healthy change too. Uh, Same here. I'm curious if they'll be making it better for, or if that that is a change that they're doing, especially for arena mode, so that there isn't people buying artifacts to be able to get into arena, and then just the more money you spend, the more powerful you'll be in the end. Probably so. So A, a thing that I completely forgot to mention is that with the chest update, it wasn't just silver chests that were changed. So previously, the jobs you could do would either give out a silver chest or a gold chest, and they've expanded it to now you can get wooden chests and you can get elder chests very rarely. So there's a wider range of getting the stuff you might want or need from that, which is good. They also took silver chests out of the rewards from doing incremental levels in the Abyss. Yeah. And I'm not exactly sure how that one's... How that one's faring among public opinion. It doesn't seem I think to be going over well. <laughs> if you were getting silver chests back when they were three hours, I can understand why people wanted less of them. Yeah. But now that they're at one hours, I would guess people would be fine still getting them. So I don't know if they, the pendulum swung too far in the balancing or exactly what motivated that. But I still think things are overall better right now. But that is one of the things that's getting a little bit of blowback. 
Yeah, a little bit of blowback there, but it seems, I don't know about you guys, but I haven't really dug too deeply into the Abyss. I think I'm at level 25 in the Abyss. I haven't actually had a chance to go through it, and that seems to be more of the end game. Once you've kind of got everything done, that's when you try to like clear as far as you can in the Abyss. So I can see that people that kind of rush through and got everything done quickly would be frustrated with the lack of rewards in the Abyss, but I'm not totally sure. Yeah, okay, I haven't I really done that for... myself yet. What annoyed me was I went, I was uh, going like, "Oh, this is supposed to be just a thing you do when you're uh, bored and had nothing else to do in your town." Like, so I went into it and I just, uh, I started to clear it, but then it just wanted me to go to the toughest levels that I wasn't really geared for because I didn't get anything for doing the first like twenty levels, which is really frustrating. I, I can either do just, like, one tough level over and over, or I could do uh, 20, yeah. but get nothing for it. Yeah, they did um, also include in that update, I believe, that um, you'd get better rewards for lower levels. Oh, they did change that. That's, That's right, well. like, experience and gold yields. Mm -hmm. um, like, they become more notable earlier on. Interesting, okay. So, That's good. Still, though, at the current point, yeah, I don't exactly know where the Abyss slots into how I want to play. I go in there to do challenges that are specifically for the Abyss, and I think that might be the extent of it in my normal play. Yeah, I've just passed those up and just replaced them. I'm <laughs> just most like I'm building my town. <laughs> I did that too, but in a bad way. But yeah, for Abyss, it's mostly <laughs> completely easy. Then you hit a, like a very small range of levels where it's a good challenge, and then I get stomped on. Yeah. another floor or two in. And so doing it over and over, I guess I can get some treasure out of it, but I, I don't know if I should. I don't know if that's the best way to spend my time or not. I know, yeah. And nobody seems I, to have figured too much of it out yet. So I made the bad choice to clear out my in town of ruins. If you build a building <laughs> and then get rid of it, the ruins that were there are gone and now it's an empty lot. Well, I figured out the cheapest way to do that would be constantly destroy and rebuild my smithy at its level one because that's the cheapest building and builds really fast. So over the course of about a week, I constantly spent all my copper to rebuild a level one smithy. So I am definitely behind everybody else, <laughs> but I have a level 10 town with no ruins whatsoever. So it is beautiful. On that note, I think it's a good time to switch over to the scholarly pursuits so we can talk about our towns and what we've done this week. Sure. So, Law, speaking of your quest for knowledge, and we can't say it was completely a waste to go through and ru ru remove the ruins of all of your towns, because you did figure out a lot, and we figured out a lot of the kind of calculations that are needed. So, what else have you been up to this week in the world of Elder Scrolls? Blades is about it. Um, casual play. After I finish clearing out my town, my playing has been relatively casual. Go in and do some jobs. If I can get something down to four skulls away from five skulls, then I might give it a try. But all of my main quests are currently too hard for me. And I haven't been making any progress in pinball because when I pull my phone out, I play Blades or <laughs> have to read a message or something. So besides what I've done in Blades, that's all I got. So guys, stop pinging Lost so we can get back to uh, <laughs> documenting pinball. 
So everybody, don't yeah. ping lost. Wink, wink. <laughs> you, you cut it out there. I, I appreciate the watching lost. out. <laughs> Alara, how about yourself? What have you been up to? I've mostly been playing Blades as well. So I'm currently, my talent's at level 6, and my character's at level 22. And um, I've been mostly just working on um, upgrading my buildings as uh, much as I can, like the main shops, and trying to get, you know, two of each. And then probably I'll work on, you know, building the different uh, houses and decorations and stuff like that. It sounds kind of like we've all had the same kind of week where I've been, I've been like yeah, pretty super much. bogged down with work. So I haven't had a ton of extra yeah. time for yeah. playing Other any than that, games. I've, yeah, I've just been doing the logins for ESO and um, not really playing. Except for right now, I'm doing the PTS that we're talking, <laughs> just running around and exploring. You mean you're not and, giving us uh, 100% of your attention? <laughs> and uh, yeah, Legends I've been playing, but I seem to be stuck on the third uh, rank this time, which is kind of annoying. I also have been planning to make some stuff in the uh, cookbook. I'm collecting ingredients to try and make the meads. Um, I did make the grilled leeks, and those are pretty good. So, yep. awesome. not sure what I want to try next. Maybe the salmon, because that's like one of my favorite uh, things for my character to have in game, and it what, looks delicious. What? Which is the salmon? It's the what's the name of the item? Uh, the item is a salmon steak. Salmon steak. And then the cookbook gets called uh, White River Salmon. I think I'll have to um, order one of the spices online. Uh, one of the ones that, like one of the spice mixes, I think it's like the, I don't know if it's like the Nord seasoning mix that she made or the uh, Stormcloak seasoning mix, but one of them has a spice called Grains of Paradise. And I haven't heard of that and I haven't been able to find it in any local stores. So yeah, I think I'll have to order that and then I can start making some stuff. The other so note, I just realized. Real quests. <laughs> yeah. Like a real quest, a real fetch quest. <laughs> Who knew? Uh, Theo in the chat also wanted to ask, because I realized we didn't talk about it on the stream. How did you like the skooma? It was good. I am going to make my second batch. I believe your uh, description was explicitly, it's very apricotty. Yep. Very <laughs> sweet, very apricotty. That sounds about right for. Uh, could you eat food? Yeah, it it does. Even though, like, you wouldn't think apricots when I'm thinking skooma, but when you look at, like, kind of, like, as we watch you play here, we can see some of the, like, world that it's in. Like, apricots actually kind of make sense. Mm-hmm. This is actually... Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm kind of tempted to get that uh, skooma jug from the official site and, like, store it in there. Did yours ever come, this AKB? Is... What was that? Your skooma, your skooma growler or whatever it was. Oh yeah, I have that. And is it as and ridiculous as we thought it would be? Yeah, it's just a giant skooma growler with uh, the imperial sign on it. <laughs> so I assume that the empire levied tax on it. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Now we know that the imperials are in on the skooma trade. It's confirmed canon now. The town I'm actually showing right now is called. Akashe or something, I can't pronounce that. It's a town populated entirely by Akaviri descendants. So if you ever want to see what Akaviri looks like, there you go. We'll have to go there. Awesome. They're just normal Imperials. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, we so for that one, do we these are like descendants of the original. 
Akaviri. Is that correct? Yes. So it could be that after a long time, as they've met other people, they've intermingled, we can say, for a PG-13 description of it with Imperials and other races in Tamriel. So it could be that it's more just they're less... So they go a step further, though, (laughs) and they show a direct descendant of the potentate, and uh, this was right at the fall of the uh, Akavir potentate, as Mm -hmm. he was fleeing a Cyrodiil, he was assassinated, and you meet his ghost, and sure enough, it's just a normal dude. Interesting. So, Severi and Shurek? Uh, no, he, uh, this is like his son. Awesome. Yeah, that's actually really cool. Really cool. <laughs> I can't wait to get in there and do that. I don't, PTSs and I have a very weird relationship where I have the half of me that's like the, oh, I need to get in there and try this new thing that I have access to and I really want to play. And then the other half of me that's like, I know if I go in there, I'm going to do as much content as I possibly can get. And then the game's going to come out and on my actual characters, I'll be like, I already did that. It'll be erased. Yeah. I'll just <laughs> it like, annoys me wanna. every time. Yeah. So it'll be erased. And then I'll be like, oh, I need to do it on my actual character. And then I won't. And then I'll be like, oh, yeah. So I'll I probably just go in and poke around on the PTS. Maybe make a necromancer. But yeah, I, I basically just run around so and look much at of ESO only on PTS. Yeah. <laughs> what was that you were saying, Alaris? Are you both kind of talking? I said I typically there? just uh, look at the zones. I don't do the quests. On yeah, PTS. I probably that's probably what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to run around, level up a necromancer, decide if I actually want to spend time leveling up a necromancer once the they're alive, and then kind of go from there and see if it see if it's more to my liking. Yeah, and on that note, if I move over to what my scholarly pursuits are, because I believe we kind of covered AKBs in the news section, because. His scholarly pursuits are basically news. Um, I've been mostly just playing Blades. Uh, we like I'm at level twenty four, um, and a town level of eight. So I've been progressing pretty well, um, running the jobs, things like that. I really like the game. Um, as I've said many times before, I'm positive that I'm their target demographic of the like, hey, I used to play games a lot, but now I only really have a few minutes to play a day because I've got other things that I'm doing. So games have become much less of a focus. Um, so let me interject a question, though, there. Yes. Do you feel burned out? From Blades? Yes. Not at all yet. Hmm. I don't, because... <laughs> Yeah, personally, I, I keep wanting to get new things, and I've only unlocked up to, like, Dwarven armor, and I see all the other cool armors, and I'm like, oh, I kind of want to get, like, I want to see what a full set of, like, Elven armor looks like, or Glass, or get Daedric, like, that was always my, like, go-to in any of the single-player games, is I try to find a full set of Daedric, and I haven't got that far yet. I still have half of my town is in ruin that I still want to get through. Um, I'm in a little bit of a lull because I'm in the same place as Lost where I can't complete the main quest because I'm a bit too low level. Um, and they're all five skulls. But then I tried one of them before the show tonight. And I was like, I'm just going to do it. And I was able to complete it on five skulls. So I'm wondering if maybe I need to actually just kind of like let go of the fear and just try them a few times and see if it's like, oh, it's it's harder. But what I just need to do is get the purple like the proper armor weapon ratios going 
Um, I'm still having a lot of fun with it, though. I have I haven't hit burnout yet, which is like in every other game I usually play until I hit burnout. But ironically, the waiting kind of stops me from doing that <laughs> too much because um, I don't feel like I need to go in and play all the time because I'll like start my a town upgrade and then it'll be like eight hours till it goes. And I'm like, OK, I'll just let that run for the day and then I won't really think about it too much. I'm curious how like if you will hit that burnout at some point though. I I imagine once I have hit completed all the quests, like the main story quests and have leveled up enough that I can get most of the armor that I want to, I think I am struggling to figure out what I will still do. As of right now, like once that stuff hits up cuz I abyss doesn't really sound that entertaining to myself personally. Um, like just grinding, 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 like I, as Alara is doing in real life, grinding out and doing fetch quests. I do enough grinding in real life <laughs> that I don't really feel like I need to grind for very minuscule rewards when I play games now. So I can definitely see the burnout coming and I'm just really hoping that they see that they know that people will hit that too. And that's when they start releasing new levels of content like jewelry and the arena and it's kind of the perfect setup that they can introduce like new quests. Like it's, it wouldn't be that hard for them to introduce new story quests and have DLCs. I say in air quote, or even stuff like follow up shelter where they have just, um, events. You know, yeah. Events. basically. Yeah. yeah. Events would also work really well. So yeah, that's where I'm currently at with blades. I'm, I'm happy overall with it. I also, I have spent $5 on the original pack and I'm still at, I think, like 200 gems left from that. 309. Because I've been earning them at a decent rate, especially with the wood chest change. Like, I find it's almost every other wooden chest that I'm opening that has, like, four to six um, gems in it. So, yeah. I've been really enjoying it, though. Cool. So, on that note, probably a good time to switch over. And let's dig into Legends and uh, ESO a bit further. Okay, so yeah, we have two giant patch notes to cover tonight, which is awesome and terrifying at the same time. Lots of changes coming, as always, interesting game. So I want to talk about Legends first. So Loss, I wanted you to kind of go over, we mentioned it quickly in the um, previous episode, if I'm remembering correctly, or was it two episodes ago? But actually, the new expansion for Legends is the Alliance War. Can you kind of go over what the Alliance War is for anybody who just plays Legends and isn't familiar with ESO? Sure. So Elder Scrolls Online has three different factions because the Empire has crumbled at this point in time. And so the different nations surrounding Cyrodiil, the heart of Tamriel, are banding together and each one is trying to claim the Ruby Throat. They're trying to become the rulers of Tamriel for various reasons. The Daggerfall Covenant, which Covenant, which is composed of Bretons and Red Guards and Orcs, they're trying to sort of reestablish what the Empire was to get back and make sure that men stay in power. Mankind stays in power. Then the Old Mary Dominion, mostly composed of elves, it's high elves, wood elves, and Khajiit. Khajiit. 
they all banded together because they think, hey, things are constantly a mess when humans are in charge. We need elves to be in charge, and Khajiit threw their lot in with the elves. And so they want to take over because they think they're more mature. They are a longer viewed, a race with the long view, so they're better able to rule. And then the Ebonheart Pact was formed between Nords, Dark Elves, and Argonians. And all of those races tend to sort of not like each other, but basically they banded together historically to fight off some Akaviri, and then they stuck together for the Alliance War, also called the Three Banners War, because they said, hey, we want people to leave us alone and not rule us, <laughs> so we can better make sure they don't take over or we're going to be under their heel. We want to be left alone, so we got to fight. Yeah, so that's a pretty good covering of um, what is to happen in game. Do we? This expansion doesn't have any um, story quests, does it? No, nope. nope. the Legends nope. expansion cards. is just features and cards. Features and cards. And speaking of features, there's a number of new um, mechanics that have been introduced in this expansion. Can Lara, do you want to elaborate on those a little bit? Okay. So Make each of the. ESO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so each of the five different uh, groups that they have the Aldmeri Dominion, Devil Covenant, Ebonheart Pact, Empire of Cyrodiil, and Guildsworn, which is kind of Mage's Guild and Fighter's Guild. Each of those is themed around one of the uh, new mechanics. So the Aldmeri Dominion has Empower, which is when your opponent takes damage, actions with Empower increase in effect to the trick. Turn. So it might say, you know, something does five damage. Well, if you attack your opponent, then it'll do like, you know, six damage, something like that. And then uh, Daggerfall Covenant is mobilize. Um, if an item has mobilize and you play it to an empty lane, it summons a 1 1 recruit and equips the item to it. Evan Heart Pact has um, Veteran, which is after a creature with it first attacks and survives, they get a bonus effect. There's um, the Empire Cyrodiil has, um, yeah, I guess they don't have a keyword, but um, they have where if you have a creature in each lane, then you get bonus effects. And then Guildtorn has the expertise keyword, which means at the end of your turn, if you played an action item or support, then these creatures with expertise get a bonus effect. The mobilized one was one that I thought was really interesting when when I was first reading over it. So it's you play an item of any sort into a empty lane and then you get a 1-1 that automatically attaches that. That's mm-hmm. So those items wouldn't exist. Can you play those items on normal characters as well and equip them? And then yep. it just doesn't summon the 1-1. But even if there isn't anybody, you can still play that and it'll equip the... Correct. Item. So that's really cool. Yeah, I think it sounds like a... it's only when it's yeah to an empty lane is when it summons yeah. the one one. That seems like it'll be a good kind of counter to like whenever there's a uh, like lane clear kind of mechanic put in and someone's clearing out your lane. You're like, well, at least I can still keep using these items to buff up a <laughs> care or a creature card. So that yeah, those be... could be interesting and item based decks. Yeah, I'm really curious to see how they kind of like kind of modify the meta going forward because the bonus the empire of Cyrodiil one's interesting because you have to have somebody in each lane and then you get a bonus effect is, do we know what the bonus effect is yet or is it dependent it's on what the card varies are? per card yeah it's like a summon ability it's dependent upon each card so if there's something in both lanes then kind of mm-hmm. uh gotcha and that's on all of their cards 
Now, cool. there was actually some uh, cool news recently about uh, Legends meta that they've kind of talked about briefly on uh, the subreddit, but they haven't really gone into yet. Uh, they've talked about the fact that they've, they're planning on working cards out of the main set, splitting it between... Like, they haven't said, like, exactly what they're going to do, but they're thinking of, like, turning the game into more, like, these are uh, the current cards yeah. that you can use in the current meta ver versus here's, like, the thousand cards we've made so far. Try to make something that can beat everything else. Yeah, having a standard is, like, kind of a, the classic collectible card game problem. Um, which is interesting when they talk about it because it comes to a point where you have so many cards available to a player that being able to balance around every single possible customization and combination of cards that can come out becomes basically impossible. So I know Magic, I don't, I imagine this has existed before Magic, but Magic was one of the big ones where you had your standard cards and then you had all the other kind of game modes that had different things, but the standard was always. I think it's within one calendar year of release, a card remains in standard, or is it two? I think it's one. And it continuously sorts out as after that one, a new expansion comes out, and the older cards are no longer part of the standard deck, which means competitively you can't play them, but you can still play them for whatever modes you want. Um, I know Hearthstone did the same. Uh, yeah. I saw a few threads of people complaining that they were unhappy that this would be happening. And kind of every response was, no, 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 this is good because it means the game is healthy enough that they actually need to think about these problems and that there's enough cards coming out that there actually is going to be. And this is just a standard thing that kind of all card games need to do. Right. Yeah, I cannot imagine <laughs> them trying to balance this with like another year and like, yeah. like this was a hundred card expansion. So say maybe the rest make this 200 cards for just this year alone. Yeah, yeah. and they have four expansions this year. Yeah. So, yeah. It's I mean, so... I'm kind of on the annoyed side because I'm just going to have to come up with a new deck and I'm so used to the one I have. <laughs> like, I know. If I can just keep it as it is, I'd like that. <laughs> Which you probably still will be able to, just not the rank. Yeah. Or the They'll probably even... have like a classic and like a yeah. uh, crazy mode where you can yeah. just do whatever. Yeah, I know Hearthstone has like the standard and wild and wild mode yeah. is whatever, but I don't know if there's a ranked wild as well. I think there is. I think you can do a ranked wild and a ranked standard, but like the standard is considered what the community is. So like if you're winning in wild, nobody actually is like, okay, well you're just playing a broken deck maybe, and there's no way to actually get around it. So, but they haven't said for sure what they're doing. That's just that's something that they're considering right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to see how Shadow versus. I think they do something similar where there might be more than one ranked mode. I can't remember. Yeah. In a small way, Legends has toyed with the idea already, and one of the other things that they updated still goes into that. Specifically in the arena mode, mm -hmm. they have a list of cards that they curated out that just would not become pick options for arena, yeah. and they specifically target cards that are build around type cards, where you know, the sorts of thing where if you get the card, you're going to have a hard time actually making a deck out of it with all the random chance involved. Yeah. And so they've updated that curation list. There are new cards that have been moved to it. A few cards have been taken off of it. They actually said that they were rotating out some old mechanics, which really starts aligning with this rotating out old sets thing. So from now on in Arena until another update, there are no shouts, 
no beast form, no assemble, and no treasure hunt. So the key mechanical things that came out both with Heroes of Skyrim and with Return to Clockwork City, or at least a few of them, they're taking out because they're somewhat built around cards. And right. they don't want they don't want people accidentally going into really bad trap choices. Sure, there'll always be some choices that you can might trap yourself on, but those ones are more of an extreme case, and they yeah. decided that was bad for the experience. Yeah, the arena is always the mix mode where you have like kind of the draft style game, but there's always those cards where you're like, oh, this will be great, and then you don't get a single kind of card Thing that works to build with. It up. Yeah, you're like, oh, this is a great card to start with. Oh, wait, no. Now I can't. Oh, nope, still no. Like a shout card that, is a, like a perfect example of that. Like where the shout cards, you need three of them to get very powerful. If you don't open another one in your draft, then it's kind of useless. And a lot of those neutral cards too, the assemble and stuff. Yeah. You, they, yeah, you really just need this energy of having a deck specifically built for it. Yeah. Yeah. One factotum is not going to do you any favors. <laughs> um, which another, also, another, oh, go ahead. I was going to change topics slightly to the other stuff, but if you've got a thing well, on I was that topic, say you should go ahead. The other thing about that that they're changing, um, did you mention that the card availability changing there from the Alliance one class and one random? Oh, I did not. You want to? Sure. So previously they had it set so that certain, um, I want to say classes, but there's not, a, there's not a name that refers to all of those at once. Attribute Rubings. combinations. <laughs> would be offered to you. So when you go into Arena, you get to pick between three different attribute combinations. Now, going into Alliance War, one of those choices is always going to be one of the new alliances, the three attribute new alliances they just released. One is going to be a two attribute class, and then the last one can choose between any of the 20 different possible combinations. So there's still a chance to get the Houses from Houses of Morrowind, and any class, any alliance, but you're guaranteed a choice of alliance and a choice of class. Yeah. The other thing that they've done too is there's been a complete UI overhaul, and I'll see if I can hold it up so people can see my game here. It looks a lot sharper. I finally did the update. Everything just feels slightly less cluttered, I've noticed and overall. My understanding is that this is actually just a first step in a UI overhaul process yes. they're doing. They're trying they to basically just... did a pass on colors and icons and backgrounds and stuff because there's some unspecified stuff coming further down the road, which is unspecified. So I don't know what's going on, but <laughs> yeah, no, a, a UI overhaul is a great. They they did a little bit of well, they did a huge one when uh, Sparky Pants took over. Um, which was great because it meant that it actually ran without taking an hour for it to uh, open on my phone, which was one of the, I remember I originally stopped playing Legends because I couldn't actually play it on my phone because I would sit there and wait for five to six minutes before I could actually get into a game. And by the time that happened, I'm like, do I really want to keep playing now? Like I've only got 15 more minutes. What if I run out of time? Uh, maybe I just won't do it. So I'd stop playing and I just kind of stopped logging in after that for a while. So UI overhaul would be great, and I can't wait to see what they have in store. So another thing that's just sort of mixed in, if you go check out those patch notes Alara linked, is that they've been 
every update they've been doing lots of extra stuff on the side this one has a lot of things listed of various bugs or just user experience issues that have been tweaked and have been improved they're speeding up the game a lot so for instance when something gives a keyword to everything on your board it used it's to all be at once now. one two three yeah, there was four. a hilarious video um gonna try and find it where yeah someone had yeah done that on all of them and it took up the rest of their turn just trying to add the keywords to everything yeah i think it was they had a um dig out there and gave them a mentor's ring or something like that <laughs> oh man <laughs> just forever so, yeah. trying to go through every individual one so so they're making lots of changes to make all that stuff really snappy, really brisk, so that gameplay doesn't get slowed down. When something generates three cards, like Ungolum making Brotherhood Assassins, that's not the right card. That is the incorrect card I just said. Anyway, whatever <laughs> Ungolum makes, instead of making them one at a time and putting them into the deck, he makes all three and they all slide in at the same time. So just, they're making good, responsive changes to keep improving user experience, which is fantastic. Yeah, and they're also just adding a bunch of new animations and kind of the art is definitely getting like spruced up quite a bit. So I'm excited to see those new and they've got a new animations for different style of changes. I think they are for different, what was it? I was reading it just a second ago for um, when they, yeah, when they have doo -doo 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 -doo, just some of the different buff things that would happen, they've made quicker faster animations for those so it's really awesome like the thieves guild uh fence was the one i remember where it took forever for that little animation to go so there's the uh i just posted in the chat yeah it was charmer that uh had that so they responded to that and they're like yeah we're gonna speed that up awesome and one more bonus thing is that there's four new music tracks in the game yes i haven't actually got to hear them yet but recently elder scrolls music in general has been quite good so i'm looking forward to hearing more i think i've heard good things about them so be on the lookout for that too or get in game and try to listen to some of it yeah the legends music has always been fantastic so i'm excited to hear what the new stuff is awesome and then our next step as we look to the middle of the screen here is the elsewhere pts update uh we're going to avoid going into too much of the story conversations and what so that people still if right. they don't want to be spoiled they don't have to be um and we can't talk about the main story anyways so it's not too far out so we probably won't talk too much about the quest but there's a lot of actual like system changes that are coming in with elsewhere so first one up necromancers that's kind of the big one I wanted to bring up first because that's going to be, I think, one of the bigger aspects of the expansion. Lost, have you had any thoughts on the Necromancer? Nope. Not one nope. at all. Don't don't put me on for any of these topics. I oh, will man. I will converse, but I have not read the patch notes and I have not so, been keeping up on PTS spoilers. I have read <laughs> it and I've kind of seen it. I'm kind of worried that it's just going to be another class. Well, it is another well, class. No, I mean, it's just further? like, oh, here's the class for this expansion, you know, like versus, oh, yeah, this is a big new thing. Like, and I felt the same thing about the warden that I, f I feel like classes just matter less and less in ESO the farther they go along. It's true. I can I can see that kind of feeling where the actual classes themselves are more of just a little bit of like an archetype, but then the characters are so diverse anyways that it's 
So I can see that. I'm excited personally just for a different play style because I find even with my warden, it's like it kind of puts you into a specific style of play when you're playing between us, like a sorcerer or a warden or my dragon knight, which are the three kind of main that I generally play with, and I play very differently on them. So I'm excited to see where. Can't the believe you didn't works. say nightblade there. I actually so funny story with my nightblade is I only use my nightblade to do um, dark brotherhood and thieves guild quests. Because that's what I made them for. Because it's a Bosmer, sneaky Bosmer Nightblade. And then I. I was saying the Nightblade breaks the game. Like, I have. And I don't know if any other of the classes can do this, but I've been using its. The Nightblade's stealth abilities to just skip half of dungeons. So, wherever there's a long fight, go like, nah, I'm just not going to do it. I just go straight to the boss. Yeah. And it's awesome. It's like. Do you just want to do the fun bits of the game? Just play a Nightblade. <laughs> it's true, yeah. I like to do it for that stuff. But for the most part, I'm definitely like a sword and board tank. That's how I play the game, even when I'm playing solo. And it takes me 13 years to defeat like a <laughs> single imp because I'm just sitting there whacking it with my dull sword, apparently, over and over again. So, So I'm excited to see how the Necromancer plays and it plays out, but... Yeah, I, it's also interesting from, I know there's been a lot of pro and anti-arguments about it from a lore perspective about them adding necromancers into the game. They're like, but it's illegal. And then they're like, well, yeah, but so is technically like the Thieves Guild illegal. So it's kind of interesting that they did put necromancers in the game, which is very much kind of fan servicey, I would say, which I'm happy about, but... And it's cool that they actually did take that into consideration and some of the abilities, if you... Our witness at NPCs, it's yeah. actually a criminal act. Yeah, I think that's a really cool kind of uh, mechanic to add into the game where there's a justice system involved with being a necromancer. So when you go to town, you have to actually be careful about what abilities you accidentally use. Does that only apply in towns, or does that apply if you're in front of friendly NPCs, say, on a battlefield? I can't remember. I think they said um? in town. But I'd have to, it was on an ESO, on the uh, reveal, they talked about it. So I don't know I if that I can is find still... it in a patch note. Um, Trivia for you guys. Are there times in the other sections of the game where your class played any role in the story or dialogue? Like, I know there is lore about the different classes. There are books and I descriptions don't and so. such. I don't yeah, think so. From actual, like, end-game events, I don't think there's anywhere where they're talking about, like, oh, this, like, gang of dragon knights got here and did all of these things. So the fact that they don't address the necromancer isn't so bad so long as you're not summoning a zombie in front of people and then being totally chill with it. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you just walk up to them, you're just another Khajiit or you're just another yeah. Breton. They can't tell unless you've got a horde of skeletons. Yeah. yeah, all it says in the patch notes is practicing necromancy in Tamriel is a criminal act. In most cases, mages caught casting necromantic spells can feign ignorance or insist <laughs> the spell or originates from a different school of magic. Some spells, however, are too horrific to overlook. Any necromantic ability marked as a criminal act is a major crime and will offend the locals and alert the guards. Okay. So it's probably even outside of towns. If you do those in front of a friendly NPC, they're just going to be like, You monster! What have you yep. done? Guards! Someone get the guards! And as long as there's lore books about necromancers, seems like it's good enough. Yep. So yeah, as we also mentioned, the main quest is under NDA. 
Um, Alara, did you get a chance to look over some of the guild changes? In the past I notes? didn't. If you haven't, okay. I did look. Yeah, I haven't really looked. I haven't really looked through the ESO patch notes. Yeah, I had a good uh, extra kind of hour before the show, so I took a time to run through everything so I actually knew a little bit of what was going on. Um, there's a new guild finder system where you can kind of punch in the kind of guild you're looking for, it seems like. Um, as far as I can understand how it works, it's kind of like there's different traits for a guild that you want to have. The guild leader can fill out uh, information of a headline and people can look for specific types of guilds. So it'll be easier to come join the UESP guild because you're all going to be saying, I want a guild that's pretty casual and does lore runs and isn't kind of trying to beat timers because I don't think our guild is really pushing any uh, competitive uh, leaderboards as far as I'm aware. Um, on that, I think uh, the at least the North American guild is mostly filled, though. Is it see. mostly filled right now? We'll have to ask Baratron next time she comes on. She might we be can have, We yeah. can have six yeah. more members. Six more members. Oh, man. I wonder if... Actually, yeah. They need to and that was that from um, a few days ago too, I think, on the um, when the PTS was created. So it might be different on live. Oh, maybe yeah. So we'll have to take a look at that too. But yeah, they need to increase the guild numbers still if they're going to add more features to find them. Because what is the max number? Five hundred. Five hundred. Yeah, that feels small, but that's just me. yeah, just me and my five hundred closest friends. <laughs> Well, no, but if you think about it, it's like a it's a, a guild is a pretty big community. Like be having a ton of people to go through, but yeah, it's interesting. Um, they also made the ability that you can blacklist accounts, so not just a character getting blacklisted, your entire account can be blacklisted from a guild. So if you're a jerk, then it can follow you around now, which is good. I am probably the worst person to talk about this, but. There's been a there's a number of PvP changes coming to the game. I'm very glad about them. Because good. Can you talk about them? Good. You can PvP talk about them. Perfect. Is my <laughs> least. I don't want. I can't. None of us can really talk about PvP because <laughs> I don't think any of us are that type of person. But it was weird because it was like, oh no, this is the one thing that they they kept saying we'll never change. We'll never have a PvP be just. Like, you can't change anything about it, but now they've just gone and said, yeah, you can just change whatever now. We don't care. Yeah, so I know they're adding artifacts, which is a very interesting... They're adding uh, the Volen... This is Artifacts, I know they were testing a little bit ago. Uh, that was something I recommended, like, in uh, the original beta back in, like, 2013. It's 2013 or 2014. How does my account... 2014. 2014, yeah, was the year the game was released. Yeah, I, I was recommending that to them back in 2014. You know what would be cool in beta? Like, one person gets, like, an artifact, and they're super powerful for a little bit, but then just vanishes. Yeah, so that's and sure enough, here it is. what it is. It changes your entire bar, and you become, as it says in here, the living embodiment of the weapon. So it's kind of cool, and it spawns... Let me see the number of times. It's not that frequently. It's four or five times a day, 
I think it is that it'll spawn and then it's going to be kind of a little bit of a mad rush. So that should shake up kind of the meta or the meta that exists around PvP and Cyrodiil right now. Um, they're also changing the way campaigns work, which is really cool. First of all, the biggest thing for me is Imperial City is now its own campaign, which is fantastic because I like lost. I don't think you've done Imperial City yet. Right? I've done no DLC in ESO yet. It is great. Is Imperial City a DLC? It was. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it was the very is it first. Still one. considered. A, it's not. It wasn't rolled into base. It is. In Imperial City is like the greatest mess in the game, in my opinion, because none of yeah. it works like you'd expect it to. Exactly. It doesn't make PvP or PVE or whoever wants to go there. You're not going to have a good time. But the quests themselves are awesome. That's yeah, the it, problem. Like the story ideas, is so cool, but it's all locked between this layers <laughs> of PvE, nonsense PvP, that you don't want to yeah. do. No, I know. I would love a PVE only version of, uh, like take out the currency you get the tel the what is it the Tel-Aviv? Tel-Bar. The Tel-Bar. Tel-Bar stones. Take out that and let you have a PVE version of it, so that you can't grind those up and let you still experience the story. Would be fantastic because it's a really cool story the characters are great that kind of like what's going on is really cool but it's the hardest one ever to get to because you had to run through all the pvp zones and die a couple times on the way you get in there and you get murdered by somebody really quickly so i'm excited about them being their own standalone campaign they'll still have the pvp aspect but there'll be a lot of a lot more people i think going in there which for good or bad so hopefully your your uh alliance is coming in there with you. Pick up a few buds and then go in. Um, And then as far as the other campaigns, there's a number of changes. They're adding the ability to do a alliance campaign where essentially for 30 days you're locked and only your characters that exist on a certain alliance are allowed to go into that campaign. So you have to constantly do your alliance campaign. And then guesting, and I apologize if I'm doing this incorrectly, is kind of now just across the board. It's, there's no more guest campaign status. It's, you can guest in all of them, but if you want to rank up, you have to go to your home campaign. By the way, I just want to report a bug real quick. Whatever that is, it shouldn't be happening. Whatever what is? Oh, I my my footage is on such a delay. You'll see it on when I pull up my map. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. No, that's wrong. Oh. Uh- Oh, no, I see. <laughs> yeah, his screen's just like vibrating oh. in the middle. There. Yeah, it looks like some I would artwork. recommend the in-game bug reporting tool. Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't think we're at the point where yelling about it on Twitch means that devs are going to necessarily listen. <laughs> I want you to drive over to Rockport and tell them. Lost. I'm pretty sure you're that's the your task after one. the show. I live in Indiana. That's yeah. going to be a big trip. <laughs> Aren't you in the same state? <laughs> uh. I'm like, a, I'm like an hour's drive away. <laughs> and you're yeah, I'm pretty sure Indiana it's like an 11-hour drive for me. Okay, drink some coffee. Keep going. <laughs> I don't drink coffee. You don't drink coffee? Well, you're going to have to start if you're driving for 11 hours. What about Red Bulls? Do you do energy drinks? Not really. I mean, I have, but they don't taste great. Some of them do. Some of them definitely don't. I would agree with that. 
Um, the other cool notes from the patch notes here is we've got reworked item sets. I won't go through them because there's a ton of them. They've added a bunch of new ones, but they also went back and fixed a lot of the older ones, which is great. And I'm happy that they keep doing it and don't just kind of pretend that they don't exist. So it'll be good to see if they kind of make more, more balanced choices throughout the game. So that'll be really nice to see. Um, ESO logs is one of the coolest things that I've heard of that I didn't know they were doing, which is they've added kind of a, if you've played other MMOs, you generally have a way that you can kind of export the boss fights that you've done and go to a third party site where they analyze it and you can figure out what people did the best DPS, how the damage was, what points did you die, what were the problems. And instead of having a third party handle all of that, uh, Zenimax has kind of just decided, hey, we're just going to set this up for you guys. So they've set up a new website that you can upload the parses to. And it seems pretty fantastic. I haven't had a chance to go through it and look, but from the brief view I saw in ESO Live, it looks like it's going to be a pretty good feature. I still have hiccups, by the way. <laughs> I can't believe this. I don't remember the last time I had hiccups. Just be strong and power through. I know. I have to <laughs> keep pushing. We're so close. The final one that I've noted from the patch notes is, we've talked about it a couple times now, is the Sky, Chart, Sky Shard achievements for alternate characters <laughs> where if you have completed sky shard achievements on a main for example and now you start up an alt in the crown store which i don't know actually lost or not lost akb can you pull up the crown store let's see because i want to see if you pull up the crown store will it can you actually buy this right now so we know how many crowns it's going to cost because i don't know how many crowns it'll cost. uh everything on the crown store on pts is one crown by the oh, way that's not going to help then um but yeah we can see the item what happens is right. is if you've unlocked oh, what i am really an achievement for? sky shard achievement the sky shard. let's see if we can find that yeah if I see un- him, it looks like he was stopping a mugging so it feels I like he might be distracted Sky <laughs> shirts. There you go. Nope. That's it's not unlock three. Oh, there we go. Do, 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 do. Yeah, that's. So the way it seems to work is that you purchase an achievement that you've already owned. So if you've collected all of the sky shards in Cyrodiil on your main, you can now purchase that achievement to exist on your other alternative characters. Is that? I'm not sure. Uh, that is how it works. I'm not sure how I feel about the fact that it costs money, since it, like, it's not available to someone who hasn't already done it. So you have to do the busy work, and then you have to, and then if you don't want to do the busy work again, yeah. oh, just just give us some money. And I'm going, like, that's kind of weird. That's one of those I, ones where I'm, that's probably, like, my most ideal scenario for kind of, purchasable things in a store is if it just if it doesn't take any challenge away it just takes tedium away like when it's just taking away tedium of just time that you have to just spend doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again that i don't really have too much of a problem with it when it's not really a game change because it's it's something that has prevented me in the past from starting alt characters that and um mount speed are probably my two biggest factors that have prevented me from starting yeah. characters more often. But here's the thing. Why not just make your system less tedious? I would I would love it if they made it more of just a straight up like achievements were account bound and not 
Yeah, I agree. Character bound. Like, I think my mount should just be as Anelfique. fast on any character. Sorry, I got distracted. It's Nelfik. Yeah, I just saw her. She's so cute. So that is a fantastic transition point to talk just a little bit about elsewhere as a place. So for everyone that doesn't know, Khajiit come in lots of different shapes and sizes, even though we've almost never, no, we've never really seen them before. Um, A tiny bit of variation. We've seen ohms, which was basically an explanation that was a retcon. Yes. Because (laughs) they were just like sort of cat-like people back in arena and then a little bit more cat-like in Daggerfall, and then they've been cat people ever since. And the explanation was that, depending on the phase of the moon, they're born with completely different body shapes. Elsewhere is now the first time we get to see those. We know there are supposed to be 16 main different varieties. Um, Really, it's sort of eight main categories with two variants on each of those. And... Yeah, we did see a couple also in Legends. If you... uh... I oh, think yeah, right. uh, this is like four different breeds you can just see through a quick walk from that Alphique. There was the Alphique. Uh, well, thanks, Alara. There's a Sandra. <laughs> uh, that's a Palmer over here. And this is all on delay, so this won't make sense <laughs> when you for what I'm saying. I think this is called a Doggy. And that's, of course, mm-hmm. the traditional cafe so basically between some legends art which did have some representations now and elsewhere we get to see basically every variety um not not all 17 but like one of each of the eight named varieties some of them you don't see in person they are statues is my understanding yes but it seems I like honestly we get a representation of each. i'm trying to think of if they missed any and uh i think they missed the what are they called? The Tofar? It's of uh, the... Toje? Toje. Um, I don't think there's there, any there, Toje. There's a statue. If you go to the um, crown store and in future well, there should be two the different... physical ones. Oh, right. Physical as ones, far yeah. as physical ones, I think that's literally the only one not present. Do you meet a gnomes? No, okay. there's a statue <laughs> of it. Yeah, okay, I'm, I forgot about the gnomes. I am wrong. Yeah, you can show off the okay. statues I gave you. If you go to the crown store and look at the bundle details for the sure. two packs, there's different ones there. Crown store. Oh, the crudy. So while we so while we wait for him, Lost, like, yeah, there's, so we get to see all the first dogs. What are kind of the other... The Alphique is probably the coolest of the first dogs, because I like that they have these, like, house cat size that are just incredibly intelligent, good magic casters. Um, what are the kind of the other things for elsewhere, like, as an actual zone, are you kind of looking at? Well, a bonus thing I thought was really cool about First Docs, they had a, a brief article saying five things you get to see in Elsewhere. And one of them was talking about a boss who is a Sench Necromancer. Maybe it's Sench Rod, I don't remember which. Basically, one of those gigantic bear tigers that yeah. we saw, you see him <laughs> raising his paw in the air, summoning <laughs> undead. So those guys also could be powerful spellcasters, which is pretty cool, and I'm okay with that. The other thing we talked about was the Necromancer class. And I know that there's a lot of undead seemingly related to the story based on one of the first trailers they had and the fact that they're introducing it now. But apparently there's undead all over the place. So they they're are. probably going to be relevant to the story, even though your class being one doesn't come into play. And the other thing I think we hinted at already is the fact that the Akaviri are connected to this region. And 
apparently we see some descendants of theirs, though they do just look like men. And my understanding, again, from that five things you can see in Elsewhere article, is that there are ghosts of Akaviri blade masters, and you actually have to fight off spectral Akaviri. Yeah, I'm a few feet from one of those blade masters. She's right here. Let's just go see her real quick. I'm going to die really quickly because she's actually very tough. We'll see do, it do, in do. Well, me, 10, 15 seconds or so. I'll let Alara <laughs> fight her. <laughs> Okay. Is Alara still second. following you around? No, I, we actually just ran into each other again, just randomly. <laughs> um, as far as scale, how's it feeling so far? Does it feel like Morrowind it's, size, Somerset size? It's a very good size for what it is. Oh. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, you'll see that in a second. I see the two of you. Yeah. You are currently looking at a big statue. There's a big red health bar, which I know means world boss. <laughs> yeah. It's very uh, dangerous. Yeah. It's very yeah, small. Yeah, she took like almost all my health in one hit. <laughs> the dragons are much worse, but that's definitely the toughest world boss I've, I've personally seen oh, so far. Poor Lara. Lara's getting wrecked. <laughs> She's gotten murdered. AKB didn't help at all. Uh, yeah. I provided moral support. I would also just <laughs> like to point out how much Alara's character actually looks like Alara. Just gonna throw that one out. Like, like my character also looks like me, but you never mention it. <laughs> well, I can't see you. Do you have the same? Yeah, hat? God. Do you have a sorting hat in real life? I couldn't actually <laughs> see the blade master. It was too small and far away. I just saw it murdering. <laughs> we'll have to take a look at it later. You'll have to log I in. I saw Alara getting knocked yourself. back. I refuse. I don't want spoilers. Yeah. Except I'm currently <laughs> asking for them as I'm watching. <laughs> I don't want spoilers for weird territory. I don't know how to handle it. It's one of these things. I don't want to see, but I'm gonna keep looking. Awesome. That was actually I did note another knot uh, from History Buff in the chat. The he said the first uh, or they said the first card they opened was the Ruby Throne, which is the one that we revealed last week. And also, <laughs> if you look at the new UI. The main background for the... I'm just going to follow Laura for a second <laughs> so we can show off the Sanchrat running animation. Oh, yeah. I'm going to try and find uh, that other... That uh, Necromancer boss. Like it's hilarious at the fastest speed. Oh my gosh. But yeah, the actual background of the... Um, oh yeah, you're like on top of each other. But, we're we're delayed, so we have no idea what's going on. Yeah, no... Uh, um, Look at that running animation on the sun. Oh, yeah, trust. that's it's very like it, it's like if it's you very asked a, uh, It's kind of like ape Jim yeah, Char Jock from Guild Wars. <laughs> yeah, it does kind of remind me of the Char. Yeah. Except for oh, that is one of my biggest frustrations was doing like I made a Oh, like, hey, here's the other it? world is it boss. A char or a Char? Char. Char, yeah. I made a Char character was the one that I always played first in Guild Wars 2. And then trying to do jumping puzzles is one of the most challenging yes. things because they would continuously <laughs> change up and down, up and down. And it was just so frustrating. Um, but awesome. Yeah, so we've got a lot of content to look forward to. And I'm excited to see what's going on. Uh, anything else you guys want to mention before we sign off for the night? I really need to play more Legends and Blades and Pinball. <laughs> And, and I just don't know where the time's going to come from. But yeah, and yep. ESO. And you got to do another playthrough of Skyrim probably in there too. So <laughs> yeah, I have never beaten Skyrim, so you're right. You got to finish it then. Yeah, so that's yeah. all going to be next week. You're going to come back and you'll <laughs> be Legend Rank 
in Legends, you'll have be beaten Blades, you'll have beaten Skyrim, and 100% completed all quests in ESO. That's your Don't forget the very special Thursday. edition. And I have to, finish I have to run a D&D stuff. game on Thursday. I'm busy. No, well, priority. I need to Quit consider setting up our UESP role-playing game thing at some point. Yeah, That's still is... on the hypothetical to-do list of the near future. And this <laughs> is all after you have to drive over to Rockport. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to let you down on that one. I'm not going to Rockport. I've got no reason to go to Maryland. No one has a reason to go to Maryland. Ooh, Ooh shade. Awesome. Well, Alara, where can people find you outside of the podcast? You can find me on the wiki or on the Discord. I'm Alara there as well. Or else on Twitter, underscore Alara, underscore. And you're going to change it soon. Lost. <laughs> if I can figure out something different, yeah. <laughs> Lost, how about you? I'm Lost in Hyrule on the UESP Discord and also on the wiki, but no one uses talk pages to communicate, so I expect it'll be the Discord if I'm talking to you. <laughs> I always love when you are like introducing yourself and you're just saying, hi, I'm Lost in Hyrule. I like that it's like a... <laughs> One day we'll find you, man. <laughs> Can't leave you lost there forever. I'm AKB. okay with it, though. <laughs> AKB, <laughs> when you're not uh, playing the PTS, where can people find you? You can find me on Discord. If you message any of USB's official accounts, you will probably be sending it to me. And you can also find me murdering uh, circus performers. Oh. Yeah, it's how, just a sidekick. And in the game? Oh, uh, oh yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Ooh. I'll be uh, calling the, the authorities after the show, so we'll just <laughs> pass that. And as well, I'm Pylon. You can find me basically anywhere with P-Y-L-A-W-N. Find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Discord, all of the things. And as I always say, discord.gg slash UESP. Make sure you come join us for the conversation and talk about Elder Scrolls more with us. Just like to remind everybody that the audio version of this podcast is available. And if you find it on iTunes, please read a, leave us a five-star review. It's very helpful for people finding us. And we're going to start reading out those reviews on the show as long as you're not mean to us. So if you want to get your shout out on the show, we'll make sure anybody that leaves a five-star review gets a shout out. And on behalf of everybody else with the UESP, uh, thanks for joining us and have some fantastic adventures in Nern. Bye. So long. <laughs>